1: on this week's patreon exclusive episode of the guitar nerds podcast we're joined by mary spender and answer your questions from the facebook group we talk about everything from picking up the guitar to how you get out of a rut when you're trying to play new things if you want to hear it patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds we're from as little as one dollar a month you can support the guitar nerds podcast patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerd's podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I'm your host Mark Packham. Joined this morning by Jay Cross. Hello, Joe Branton, <laughs> and the internet's Mary Spender.
2: Hello, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, good.
1: Nice to have a uh, guest on the pod. Nomad today. Um, Thank goodness, because we're recording on bank holiday and he's got bank holiday stuff to do, like a grown-up, normal human being, <laughs> not <Unlike> uh, us. <laughs> yeah, spending the morning sat uh, around a desk, vaguely hungover. Um, I, speak for
0: yourself. Yeah, I'm incredibly fine. hungover. I I, had, I am good.
1: <laughs> I had two beers.
2: I know you, you. didn't. I, I, just, r- I, thought I thought you were going gin. crazy. Yeah, I had uh, two like, beers.
1: It was. I was just getting in the bank holiday mood, um, and you know, couple like, of beers, beers. nothing wrong with that. I don't is think it?
2: I've seen that version of you. Mark went
0: I mean, to see the wrestling, and it have. he came out up a adventurous up. side of him.
1: Well, it's just everyone's in a good mood. Like, really, couldn't wait for the bank holiday to begin this week. So yeah, I just thought, a couple of beers. What harm's it going to do? Bloody lovely. Turns out when you drink beer and you don't normally drink anything, you feel pretty bad in the morning.
2: I'm feeling pretty good visiting Brighton and yep. being in the sun. Yeah. Can't believe it.
1: It's, pretty it's um Beach day, isn't it? It's lovely, Beach day. lovely weather. I'm so ready for the summer.
2: Mm, me too.
1: None of this is guitar related. Um, Mary, thanks for joining us. Uh, for people who, who don't know, do you want to just give us a? You've been on the podcast before, but for people who don't know, yeah. do you want to give us a quick overview of what you're up to these days and why we call you the Internet's Mary Spender?
2: <laughs> so, although I'm a singer-songwriter, I make some YouTube videos every so often. Uh, well, every week and yeah things have been good I went on a UK tour since I last saw you Yep. Um, I've done a bit of travelling a bit of collaborating with some of our other YouTuber friends um, and yeah it's been good so far and everything's going well and I've got a, a video at the moment out that's uh, doing alright on the OMEC teleport which you were talking about last week
1: we so. did yeah we did quite a detailed rundown um, Yeah, your video oh, I didn't is- see your video <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, liar liar
1: yeah it's doing alright that vid um, what did you think of the OMEC
2: I thought it was really impressive. I will be honest, and I, I would share this with Orange anyway. When they first showed it to us at the Nam Show, I was like, "I don't know what that is. I don't understand oh, yeah. it. It didn't. It didn't register in my brain. I
3: didn't, I didn't get it, but I was drunk.
2: It wasn't.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, I think the boys themselves even said it wasn't the best way to introduce the product because I think even they were still trying to get their head around exactly what it did because it is a, a marvelous little box of tricks that kind of does yeah. everything. Basically, it does
2: everything, and I think there are. Uh, more ways for it to be used than even they know yes um and i spoke to the 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 guy who created it and then took it to orange to be like do you want this um is danny gomez and yeah he he was uh very interesting to talk to about the whole conception of the idea and everything
3: it's such a weird company to have put out that product like that's not what we think of orange for. I mean, well, even they themselves must have realised it was a weird product for them because they didn't even release it under the
1: orange yeah. brand name.
2: Yeah, but I think it's super interesting that they're going that way. Imagine ma- at least they have something now like that that is available rather than just you know.
1: imagine making something so cool that you think like right, there's real potential in this which of my favourite companies yeah, am true. I going to go and deliver this money-making thing to <laughs> rather than oh, I'm going to put this on Kickstarter and make a load of my money sure, sure. money myself. Yeah. But um, it's I the mean, sort
3: of thing I would have expected this to be released by Steinberg or yeah, totally. you know, something like that but it would have it, it totally wouldn't have made its way onto people's pedal boards yeah. the way it has by going to a guitar brand.
1: It screams of IK multimedia yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's that kind of uh, that kind of thing because it is that utility and it's in itself You know, it doesn't look particularly flashy and it's not like a particularly exciting box to buy because it is essentially just a sound card with some clever routing for ins and outs and stuff. But um, yeah, I think that's cool that he's gone. No, I'm not going to take this to IK Multimedia. I'm not going to take it to, like you say, Steinberg. I'm going to go to Orange, the company who are least likely to have invented this thing that I've invented. Um, I think it's cool.
2: But. But back in the day, they were very inventive—the whole Omec thing. So it kind of—it's just back to the their lineage, isn't it? Sure, and you know, fiftieth anniversary this year. So
1: things like the Tiny Terror obviously have Mm. been—you know—I hate to use the word—but game-changing. Yeah. Um, But their attempts at tech stuff in the past—I mean, they released a PC in the past, an orange-branded PC. Do you know
3: about the? Do you know about the whiteboard? oh yeah there was a yeah yeah oh yeah yeah okay this is, jay do you know about this no i don't okay so orange released i think it's still on their website listeners so you should check it out if you can find it they released for schools a digital interactive musical whiteboard so it's it is Where, what year what year did they like, like recently like recently, last year yeah. two years ago three years really? ago yeah it was yeah I can it was stupid money as well. It's like a 10 grand whiteboard that has like notes on it that you can touch and it will <laughs> make the sound of the notes and I think it's it has like um the musicy lines and you can oh my God. you can the stain. you can pen on I note. love <laughs> it. doesn't know what that's called. <laughs> yeah, the musicy lines. What are those musicy lines called? The staves. The staves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those things. Thing is, with with a, with a product like that, that's the sort of thing where, yeah, obviously it's not made for us to buy, but you know, if you get into, I get one. Well, uh, okay, okay, fine, but yeah, you're given one
2: for free. Yeah, maybe not <laughs>
1: the ten grand or whatever, but it's the sort of thing where if you get into some schools or you get into the pool of schools that use it, then obviously yeah. that's a bit of a, that's probably an incredible product for a company like Orange, but. Yeah, saying they're not inventive is not actually true because you know they have done this PC and this whiteboard and they've over the years obviously they've had some more <laughs> successful inventions than that. But I think you know for someone like orange it's very easy to trade on their history and their name. It's you know for them to put out just you know like a OR15 or OR50 OR, or whatever, that's an easy product. Mm. If they were just going to launch this Omec, you know it might it could be a kind of hit or miss product. Um, I think it's really so, got
0: to be the catapult for, for the catalyst for uh, like and a, a sort of a brand. Yeah, you know. Well, that's it, sort of, it's
1: clearly why they've done it. As do you, I'm well, sure, oh, do you think
0: they'll do more with the OMEC? I, I think they've got to. Because what does Omec stand
1: for? I don't know. Orange mate. Isn't it something e? like Orange Musical <laughs> <laughs> Electronics Corp, Corp or something yeah, like that? We like am sure that. we can find it. But um, yeah, cool little product. Glad that you uh, you got on with it because I think like say. Even Orange themselves didn't realise exactly what potential there is there.
2: Yeah, that- but but the way they released it, I thought it was quite clever. You know, the social media campaign and everything was quite modern of them. Initiative, yep. Yeah,
0: they've done that before though. Do you remember when? Um, oh, maybe two the- years ago when they when they released those headphones.
1: Oh yeah, the Orange they,
0: O. The- oh, they did that series. weird video. They was- did a really weird video that was oh here we've been working for the last forty four years to build up our brand so that Cliff Cooper could release his dream which was some headphones yeah Yeah. it was all of these amps and all of these guitars and all of these pedals (laughs) that we've been doing for the last 45 years just so that cliff could get the money to put together uh the r&d to make headphones and yep. it was like a 10 minute video I was just like what is they're, going on here? advertising campaigns are always
3: mad. Did you see the, the one they did recently that was like a QVC style yes, thing?
2: Yes, I watched the whole thing and yeah. couldn't stop laughing. It How was, long was it? It was, was outrageous. It must
3: it was so, like it was so For a
2: brand to do that it was yeah, very brave Like very, very openly
3: brave. sort of swearing and slagging yeah. off their own products yeah. on really? a QVC video mm-hmm. for maybe 10 minutes Oh wow, okay. I'd like check a drunk out. Scottish presenter. Was, that sounds good. It was, it was brilliant That sounds yeah. good.
2: Actually one of the best pieces of marketing. I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> nice. They they
3: have like one of the guys who um, who designed the amp. I can't remember what it was for, which I guess is, is bad marketing in 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 that case. I remember the ad, but well, you the remember product. the brand name, you know? But um, they had one of the the designers on talking about the tech side of things, and they they had the QVC presenter deliberately like getting bored and talking about what a load of rubbish it was to talk about. The, right. the, the actual. I need to check this out. This sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. It's great.
1: Mary, last time we spoke, you were um, heavily into your Vigier guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, is that still the case? Have you picked up anything new uh, since last time we spoke to you?
2: Have I picked up anything new? Uh, I have a Dan Electro. Okay. One of the 84s. Okay. Um, the drop- a- 84 stu- is the Strat Yeah, the Strat okay. with the lipstick pickups, uh, styled on Stevie Ray Vaughan's Okay. Any um, reason maybe. that you got that? Uh I got that because the company sent it to me. Okay. <laughs> but I chose it. Um and it was just interesting to have something uh you know other than humbuckers in okay. my collection. And it sounds great and it's a really affordable guitar. Um, and I like the headstock. That's pretty much why. The
1: headstock, has it got the kind of like bat wing headstock on it? It's like almost like a strap, but it's got a little funny sort of curve
2: underneath. Uh, not quite. It's, it's quite an oversized. Oh, is it? Okay. Normal looking mm, headstock. Interesting. But just, and it's I white as well. I can't picture that. So
1: you could have chosen any Dan Electro at that point? Yeah. Or is that the one that they were kind And of I went pushing? for their
2: most normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd gone for something like a bit crazier now. But it's, yeah, it sounds great as well. It's um, a cool guitar. It's, it's different for Dan
3: Electro in that it's actually a it's a sensible guitar. It's not it's not sort of built on their you know, all all Dan Electros are a bit of an omission to play. Yeah, well, to, not necessarily
1: to play, but I think they are They require some adapting.
3: They're yeah. not designed with ergonomics in mind. No, sure. sure. They're sure. cheap
0: and a bit rubbish,
1: but <laughs> yeah. very fun. Yeah. is yeah, what you're it, trying to that's
3: say. That's what yeah. they are. And this this is the first <laughs> guitar that's not just doesn't seem to be designed with sort of aesthetics as the as the main drive. Well, It is just a Strat copy.
1: So is it... I guess it doesn't have, like, the traditional Dan Electro build of the, like, you know, basically kind of chipboard body with the tape around the edge. No. It's more just like a standard Strat.
2: It's more like a... Yeah. Sort of a... Yeah. A budget Strat. Okay. Okay. But it's, but it's it's nice, and it sounds good. So for a comparison video, which I did do of all 10 of my guitars, um, quite a lot of people chose that as their favourite. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like the Vigiers and Music Man, because like, my St. Vincent as well, um, stood out as well in terms of quality, yeah. but just in terms of a nice sort of single coily sounding thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, and you know, I wouldn't play it on stage. It wouldn't be my live instrument, but for having that extra sound in your... Uh, recording is quite quite nice.
1: Okay. Good
2: yeah. headstock on that. It's, yeah, it's a strong headstock, isn't it? It's cool. I think oh, it's yeah. full round, a cool guitar.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more like... Uh, do you know the headstock that's on the Epiphone... Um, what are they called? Coronet style, where it's that like oh, the wheelchair, the wheelchair, yeah, that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Where it's like yeah. they call it the bat wings. It's like kind of a strat headstock, but it's got that weird mm. bat wing shape underneath. But um, I've done a similar bit of uh, guitar digging this week down the sort of uh, vintage reissue route. I was looking at a lot of airline guitars. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, because they've done big Jack White fan. Uh, yeah, no, um, they've done a ton of new models i know we looked at them before with the kind of custom shop stuff they do um, but i didn't realize they're doing loads and loads of like ventures style stuff so moss right style things and you can even now get from them copies of moss famous moss right copies so for example the uh univox high flyer which is um the quite famously played by kurt cobain which is because he couldn't get a cheap left-handed moss right he bought this Univox High Flyer thing, which is a humbucker-equipped hardtail Mossrite copy. Mm. Um, An airline now do a copy of that, um, but there's all sorts of stuff. They do copies of like old Kawai models and things like that. Oh, awesome. Um, weird, weird Japanese stuff. That Dana, d-
3: Dan Electro put out a Mossrite copy this year. Yes, as well, didn't they did
1: the 64. On a, or saw 61, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but, it,
3: but with. With, uh, lipsticks. with lipsticks. with yeah, lipstick, yeah. Single is cool. lipstick, it's a thousand pounds though.
1: Yeah, and that's Yeah, actually, But Moss a three grand. Well, yeah, Moss is silly. But that again is kind of why I like airline. If you look at the pricing, pretty much everything on the site. There's a couple of models that just tip over a grand, but not many, and not by much. They go up to like ten nine nine something like that. Um, but if you look at something like, for example, the Johnny Ramone model, I think it's called the Mac Two or Mac One maybe it's Mac 1 Mac, Mac 10 Mac 10 um, is a yeah obviously a Mosserite copy of his guitar which is a bit of a kind of quirky model because it's single pi- like strap uh, pickup in the bridge and then a mini humbucker in the neck uh, and it doesn't look like a normal right it's kind of a slab body that if you buy it from Moss right now, I think is something like three thousand four hundred ninety nine pounds, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy money when you consider it's you know it was originally quite a cheap guitar. Um, if you buy one of those from Airline, I think they're seven seven nine. Great. Something like that They also make I saw Jay just looking at there The uh, Devo bass No it's Eastwood <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah same company Just same though, company Yeah fair enough so, so, Yeah sorry I think actually It's Eastwood who make the uh, or Under the Eastwood brand For all the Mossrite stuff yeah. As well um, But yeah they do The Devo bass Which is a recreation of You mu- remind me of the bass player's that the name one, The
3: one that's shaped like a willy Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Bob It's not Bob Mothersbow It's the other Bob uh, In uh, Devo Bob one yeah okay fine um is
0: what they've called him here it
1: sort of looks like yeah a uh yeah it's quite phallic looking it is very phallic yeah Yeah. um but it's i mean why are they you shouldn't need to reissue that do you know what i mean it's just like they're doing it because they can and probably there'll be enough devo fans out there who will buy one um can you remember what sort of money they are? You've got. A- uh, yeah, like five hundred quid. Yeah, it's that's not, very, it's that's, not very that's much like money. the
3: price of everything in the Eastwood catalogue. Yeah, well,
1: I, between I really, five we, and a grand. Basically, if we're talking
0: about um, if we're talking about the Devo guitars, I really like the Whip It.
1: Yeah, which I've is, seen uh, this. Is this new? Because I've seen this turn up on a
0: few. Um, it's, it's a Les Paul, but the um, <laughs> the cutaway, the lower horn, the lower cutaway is angled away from the guitar. It's so weird. Yeah, it does it's look so weird. And the headstock, the headstock is really weird because it's a it's a Devo hat, which is really cool. It's really oh, this yes, is really so weird. Is. These these are these aren't Eastwood branded. Well, they've got Eastwood on the um, uh, the Truss Rock cover, but they're not Eastwood branded guitars. Not really. These are branded as Devo guitars. Yes. Yeah so I don't know what's
1: going this on there this such a
3: it's,
0: weird cool guitar <laughs>
1: I think because I think what they're doing is they are buying the license to make these guitars under the name so if you look at the Univox for example I'm pretty sure it has Univox on the headstock and it doesn't have Airline or Eastwood on the headstock
0: right Okay. so I
1: think yeah I think that's their kind of whole MO really is they're going back and finding these cool guitars that no one's making anymore finding out who owns the license to the name and then producing the the guitars under that name so good on them the
3: only thing I don't like about Eastwood is their logo
1: well like I was saying on most of the a lot of the models it it doesn't even feature Eastwood on there which is great yeah, so that's what I want. Um, but yeah, they do some they do some mad stuff. Obviously, they make that's that little um, tenor guitar for uh, Warren Ellis, Warren Ellis as oh, well yeah. from Grinder Man. And actually, yeah. I was just looking at that. There's a there's a whole
0: um, whole range now. There's the Warren Ellis Six, which is basically a Mustang. Uh, the Mando Cello, which is a Mustang bass, uh, left handed version Mando Stang, which I guess is a Mustang mandolin. I don't know. There's loads of stuff. A couple of tenor guitars. I mean, Warren Ellis is just, like, the coolest geezer in the entire world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I saw um, Noah Taylor the other day. Who's, uh, did you? He's his bandmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from... Uh, Game of Thrones and Submarine. Yeah, I was he, trying
0: to remember the name of that band that they did together. He lives in Brighton, basically. The, the Rhinestone Immaculates. There we That's go. the name of that band.
1: Nice,
3: nice. Did, did anyone read that article from the the fella who runs uh, Eastwood? No. Um, about... Um, about Gibson. Yeah. No, I saw it posted a couple of times, so I didn't get around to reading it. It's a really good article, really worth a read. He's um it's his uh his take on the 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 situation with with Gibson. Well, with, with everything, with sort of the internet jumping on the word bankruptcy without really having any understanding of what of cha- what it is. Of what chapter 11. I yeah. did actually means. read this article. I just remember. You, you did, yeah, yeah. exactly. And it, he talks about the um he he references obviously the the now legendary um the slow death of the electric guitar article. Um, and he talks about his take on it and how it has nothing to do with guitar becoming less popular, more the greed of um, the the larger corporations in the industry and how their expansion was always unsustainable. Yeah,
1: it, it, um, it's more about, um, yeah, the, the companies growing too fast than the rest of the industry growing at a regular like the normal pace basically yeah. mm-hmm. i think the article is actually more about um debt essentially and you yeah. know how uh taking on debt obviously allows you to expand but it doesn't always allow you to expand in a sustainable way um and companies like eastwood it seems haven't taken on that sort of debt yeah um and seem to be you know particularly passionate about the products and they have found their audience in people that want like weird kawaii issues um and uh, yeah i mean it's a small it's a niche audience i'm not going to lie but yeah it's that kind of passionate fan base that is going to sustain companies and that's essentially the thrust of the article isn't it is you know th- their smaller companies seem to be thriving while obviously the big guys are, are struggling with this huge amount of, te- of debt that they've all taken on. So, yeah. Yes, interesting stuff. Now, one thing that Eastwood and Airline do um, across a few different models is uh, base 6 tuned instruments. And, Joe, this week you've had a chance to get your hands on the real deal.
3: Yes!
1: Tell us about it. Uh, so at work this week
3: we took in um, an actual 1963 Fender Base Six, amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a commission sale, and it's a, up for eight and a half thousand pounds, which is a lot. Seems fun. like a
0: lot of money to me. We that, we're talking about it. at oh, work. Yeah,
3: I, yeah. I think that's a lot of money for what it is, but it's a it's a commission sale, so it's the 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 price is defined by the owner of the instrument, not by not by us as a retailer. So, um, yeah, I do think that's quite dear, but they're also extraordinarily rare. Yes, um,
1: and Th- that's the thing. You can kind of charge what you want because yeah. someone probably will pay that at yeah. some yeah, point. Yeah, it's it's sure. just how long are you willing to wait for it yeah i mean you could put it up at five grand and it'll probably turn over quite quickly yeah but if you don't need the money um of course. put it up for more money and someone will eventually pay it exactly know?
3: but yeah um a really well gigged basics i put a couple of pictures of it up on the on the facebook group but yeah really super heavily gigged basics uh it had been used on um on a television show in the 70s and they had to cover up the logo with some tape right um and that tape was then left on oh. um and has worn in and through the logo so you can Kay. see the Fender logo but that Fender logo has become part of the seller tape and is now Raised and sits away it's so weird it's such a weird like uh, this is what happens if you leave sellotape on a headstock for 40 years yeah. what
2: What does that do to the value of it
3: well, well nothing well, really I mean it's worth eight and, and a half grand yeah, apparently exactly. so, so, <laughs> <it's>, I mean <laughs> I mean find you know find a 63 yeah you know instrument that that isn't well gigged. I mean it's unusual to see a bass 6 as oh, well gigged as this is. The was instrument just he was using didn't it didn't take off. So yeah. I like, I mean it doesn't work as an instrument I think. Yeah, well
1: yeah. we've had this conversation about bass before, you know, it's like not um it's not the most oh, the you know they're quite a temperamental thing in terms of tuning and yeah. um what you can actually do with them, which is yeah rare to see a well gigged one. because if they do come up usually it's this is loads of money because it's in the case it's never really been played and it's had one owner and they sort of put it under the bed and forgot about it but yeah i mean what would be your uses when you think about how music has changed since 1963 until now you could probably use a telly for that entire time you could probably use a strat or a Paul for that entire time what are you gonna? Why are you using a bass six in the new romantic era? Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like it is nineteen eighty three or nineteen eighty one or whatever. What's the use for a bass six? at Well, that point? completely. I mean,
0: I, the only thing I can imagine is that it was being used as a bass. It sounds yeah. fantastic. It,
3: it does. It's super super subby, and um, the the mutes have like rotted away, unfortunately. Which is kind of my favorite thing about the old bass sixes is being able to use that little mute, that thing. little thing. A Little <laughs> mute thing, but yeah,
1: it's a cracking instrument. Nice, nice. I might head into town today and see it. Do you know? Is it in the shop? Yeah, it's yes. awesome. I'm gonna go and have a um, have a look. Um, with that, shall we dive into? I bought a guitar this week. You did. Let's what? talk about that before we dive into. Yeah, the you bought a guitar this week. Yeah, sort of. Wait,
3: wait,
0: wait. It's, it's kind of half is it a guitar. The guitar that you've just had for ages. No. All oh, right. No. <laughs> what did you buy? <laughs> I bought
2: We're finally paid off. I bought <laughs> a
0: uh, I bought a uh, a Mark Hopper's bass. Oh, right. really? Yeah. It's um. Oh, you moved
1: it. When I you not know where it is. A guitar, I mean, firstly, obviously it's a bass, but secondly, yeah. quite a lot of it is missing.
0: Yes, I got very... I, I picked up very, very cheap. Um, so I uh, I got a Mark Hopper's P bass. Yeah. Well, a Mark Hopper's jazz bass um, because I wanted... You know, we, we've talked about this before. You know how um, you always want to have a backup instrument, but you don't really want to have anything that's too different from yeah. what you use because... Well, the whole point of if you need the, if you need to use your backup, you want something that still sounds kind of similar to what you were doing. I mean, certainly if you're playing in a punk band, you do. And so I've always thought, like, I quite want a jazz bass because they do look cool, but I just don't like the way they sound and, like, I like the way the P-Bass works. And, uh, you know, Mark Hopper's jazz bass is a jazz bass with a P-Bass pickup and a P-Bass neck. So um, I got it super cheap, but the reason I got it super cheap is that there's no machine heads and no plate. And trying to find no strings, and, and one of the ferrules is out the back. From what, just, from what yeah, i from yeah, but earlier. that's fine. I can figure that all out. So
2: it's a, it's a work in progress. It's, a,
0: it's most certainly a work in progress. Mm. Um, but yeah, the um, they're they're really cool. It's in surf green, which is a great color. Great color. Um, but the problem is, we'll be finding a uh, a plate for it because obviously it's a jazz bass, but it's P bass pickups so i was thinking about maybe speaking to uh the pick guardian okay. who is uh, uh a guitar knobs contributor who uh, runs yeah a website uh, that sells pick guards and i was wondering if i could maybe get him to don't, make me a shell do pink plate why,
3: shell pink why on, do you like shell pink plates where is this idea it's so weird from? i yeah. just think it'd
1: be cool shell pink on surf green it does not work I It'll think be I, like was, a I think it would be lolly.
2: cool. It would be, cool. be like a. Do you
0: remember? Do you remember those flea bases? Yes, that's what.
3: Yeah,
2: that's that what Joe, is what it's like. going to look
1: like. Joe, yeah. you are out of line, mate. <laughs> that is a hundred percent what it's going to look like Step if back. you get a shell pink plate on there.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I do want to get a shell pink plate for my uh, for my telly. So we'll see.
2: Wasn't there a, a custom fender that was ordered by Gack uh, that was sparkly? Green, sparkly surf green and then had a pink plate am I remembering that right no I'm not no, remembering no it. I don't think we have ever had that? a pink plate there was like a relic it was beautiful but it was weird looking what was it I can't remember no,
1: it anyway. sure. probably won't have story. had a pink plate cause I'm not sure <laughs> that that's actually available from Fender but um,
0: uh, is it in the custom shop I think you can probably well,
1: do anything in the I custom think so. shop well no uh, ish you, yeah, there are still limits on what you uh, what you can get from the custom shop no there's but, not you couldn't get a pink scratch plate from any oh, custom
3: shop. Oh, okay, Jay Cross. It actually is exactly what the Flea base was. <laughs> yes, uh, the Flea base did, was available in green, and it did have a pink plate.
0: That is that's like, what that base is going like. That's like forest green. That's not that's not. Uh, that is green. what yeah, that is. Awesome. And, awesome. awesome. and that's like hot pink. Yeah. And I'm well, talking about shell pink. Okay. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it because. Uh, you know it's a new bass isn't it Fun it's project. a new bass and maybe it'll sound the same as my current one it won't do because it's got those quarter pounders in there which it does have for me are some of the
1: worst sounding P-Bass pickups ever quarter pounders are the best pickups can't you change the them out yeah I'll change them out for yeah. something it's quite an expensive you... project at this point <laughs> you know it is what it is <laughs> indeed <laughs> indeed with that shall we um, crack on with a whole big bunch of <laughs> new Good. First up this week, Epiphone announced a brand new guitar. Signature model for Jason Hook, who I have no idea who that is, but I'm sure you let me know. The M4 Explorer. Yeah. Five finger death
2: punch guitarist. Oh, ah, yeah. okay,
3: fine. Yeah. How did you not know that? I thought you would know that. Oh, I mean, they're my favourite yeah. band. They're my favourite <laughs> band, so... I thought you would be into that band. No. Oh, they're weird. metal band, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You love metal. Sure. That's why you're sitting across the table from me in your leathers. <laughs>
1: So anyway, yeah, this thought is, we'd just keep the chaps to ourselves <laughs>
3: <laughs> so this uh so the m four this is not a very exciting guitar, certainly not for <laughs> us uh um it's it's an explorer which is which is great, but it's another one of these kind of extreme um uh signature models in that it's very signature modelly so it's um it's an explorer in a red and and white uh sort of weird badge design with a star and is it
1: like the five finger death punch logo yes, or something it the, yes right, okay. it's, it's
3: something like that so in in like a a, a red and white comes with seymour duncan's uh pair of humbuckers and it looks like it, it will be a, an affordable call that comes with a gig bag which is very important when it's an explorer shape yeah um yeah it will it's it's it looks okay it's another one of these guitars that will, will not last very long from Epiphone if you're into five finger death punch then get one I can't see this instrument sort of being having any wider appeal
1: is there anything special about the spec what are we thinking like pickup wise or is there anything different or is it just the basic um, Epiphone Explorer with a fancy paint job
3: the, there's Seymour Duncan's in it oh sorry um, I missed that yeah that's that's the that's the the sort of one do we know what they are no it's it's just listed as Seymour Duncan Humbuckers. Uh, I've got details oh
2: do you want
3: to read them? <laughs> oh, you do. Um, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what it's... any of
2: that means. That's why I'm <laughs> making you.
3: So they're just. Uh, oh, so it's just like it's an an SH4 and an SH1. Oh, right. So, so it's so like
1: pretty standard pickup yeah, configuration. Pretty
3: standard, just like path styles.
1: Yep. Yep. Fine. Um, interesting. What I find weird about these things is. Does any are there enough people who like Five Finger Death Punch who want to buy an Epiphone Explorer that this is financially viable? That I don't really understand how these work.
2: The one Will like it just I, be been made to order. Uh, no,
0: no, not no, not no. If it's an Epiphone. no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 some I, I, who, Yeah, some, who knows? Some who knows? thousands. Um, yeah. The thing, so they, I think in some cases they've got it correct, and maybe I'm underselling the popularity of Five Finger Death Punch. Things like the Lee Malia, um, obviously Bring Me the Horizon, pretty big band, and it was a pretty standard-looking guitar. You know, it was like a brown mahogany um, Les Paul... Custom,
2: so it's not such a worry that it's a signature, exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. Was yeah. Yeah. Itself, right? it was
3: very tasteful. The, yeah. Lee, yeah. the whole Lee Malia range was great, yeah. What well, yeah. was it? A Les Paul, an RD, and, and an the Explorer. Explorer,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and then things like the Matt Hefey as well, which is just like a kind of modern looking Les Paul custom with active pickups, seven string, six string, or seven string. You could buy that potentially if you weren't a Matt Heafy fan, but the ones that I think. I wonder how they make it work, yeah. financial-wise. are the ones that are so signature model, you know, custom paint jobs for bands that, are, you know... Yeah. I mean, they've I, got 5 million likes on Facebook. That's yeah. quite a lot That's of people, specific, yeah. you know. Yeah, I guess. And,
0: I, you, you know, would we have been saying this when that Schechter Sinister Gates came out 10 years ago, or whatever, and that guitar is just so popular now? Sure, but I,
1: I think that that is a different case because it's so custom and i in a different way to this you know this is just an explorer in a in a a funny paint job whereas you know that was a whole new body shape it was designed specifically for him and i don't know there's some seems to be something a bit more kind of culty around that is there
3: any point in a signature model unless you're making like a big change
2: but do you think do you think that's the trick to a signature model is to make something that is kind of Standard but unique in some way. There must be a fine line. I don't Maybe. know how you would well, well, give me th- an example. Well, I don't know. Like you saying that the Lee Marlier was in like a nice, so, yeah. nice oh, color. I and
1: think it can go one or two ways. You still had weird pickups the Lee Marlia, didn't it? Sure. I think it depends on the fan base. So, for example, the Saint Vincent, yeah, is com- you know, is completely new body it's shape um, yeah. Um, yeah, and is of kind of quirky. But I think she, but that's transcended everything. With, well, I think she's got enough of a. She's got the right fan base t- for that guitar to work. Um, yeah. I think with something like the James Valentine, for example, I don't think people are buying it because they're fans of Maroon 5 or James Valentine particularly. It's because it I, looks It's because it's beautiful. a great guitar. Yeah. you know, It's like a pretty standard shape. Mm. It's got um, a pickup configuration that's pretty standard um, and works across a range of genres. Um, so I think there's two so
3: ways you can, can go. same could be said of the Michelangelo <clears throat> Battio range
2: of guitars. <laughs> sure. Did you, did you actually see Jack White playing a St Vincent? on tv yeah, didn't yeah. That. Um, um, that's Sin- when Sin- it's suddenly posted about it didn't she? You, well yeah. yeah but it was awesome because it was just like he was one of the first celebrities to buy one really? i think yeah and he's that's now playing cool. eddie and van halen oh signatures what is he doing here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
3: He is... Oh, he was the coolest dude. I've not listened now, to that new record. Is it like... Uh, have you listened I, to it? No, I don't want to listen to it. He started wearing, like, 80s leggings Yeah, and he's bought I just, Eddie Van Halen. He's playing... Is he playing... EVH amps as well. Oh, I don't know about
1: the amps. He's definitely playing the guitars.
3: is, not he? Jay? Jay? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's playing EVH amps.
0: I'm not a huge Jack White fan, Joe. I don't know if if he have talked he about is. this is he, he is just
2: reinventing he himself he's just trying to go that's somewhere so, I kind it's of want want rubbish
1: reinvention I, that's kind of why I want to listen to that record but surely
2: there's always a rubbish reinvention <clears throat> to then go into the next reinvention which might be good again yeah that's true maybe I hope. hopefully oh,
1: I really am curious about that record because it's got a very 80s looking cover it's kind of like a weird Ugh. almost like early 80s he's got prog. Floyd
3: Rose on his guitar He's got three I don't humbuckers. Know if he in it. has actually. done does. Really? Yeah. Are
1: you sure about that? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, so yeah, I am kind of curious as to how that pans out. But yeah, I think signature models can go either way. Mm. For me, this one kind of falls in the middle. Really, it's not like custom enough to warrant other people who aren't fans of the band looking at it. But also, are there enough Five Finger Death Punch fans who want to buy an Epiphone yeah. Explorer with a crazy paint job? I don't know. So, what's
3: your favourite signature model of all time?
1: Ooh, the Les Paul. <laughs>
3: <laughs> J. Cross. Uh
0: my favourite signature model of all time um might be the uh Joan Jett uh black Good, Good shout. The the Joan the Jet. Gibson, Blackheart. Joan Jett, uh um, what was it? What, what it was, was it? a basically a melody maker, a oh. double cut melody maker, but with a slightly different um slightly different curvature to the to the uh to the top and lower Horn. horns and uh it had hearts on the 12th
1: fret. Oh that's So cool. I what really was like, the pickup configuration? Uh I think it was single humbucker. I think it was just a humbucker. Yeah, uh, oh, that's cool. Or was it two? Mm, no, I think it was two humbuckers actually and it had a kill switch. Ah. Uh, oh, that's cool. I think it's, you know,
2: well, I I, I guess it's going to be obvious like the Saint Vincent is obviously extraordinary, but I I was actually looking at Albert Lee the other day. Oh, that's I, was so like, good. I was like, no, that's it. And I think the fact that we've mentioned James Valentine, Albert Lee, Saint Vincent, that just shows Music Man to be like King of signature models, the tastefulness and beauty behind those guitars. 100%. is just kind that, of that brand of firing on all cylinders. It's, like it's kind of all anyone it. else at the moment.
1: What's interesting is it's kind of all they do now. Yeah, you know, you, they, you know, they obviously used to do a range of the Axis stuff and Super Sports and things like that, and now they don't really do that. They just do mm. signature stuff. Yeah. Which well, is cool because yeah. all unique yeah. body shapes as but well. It's also, not like-, like
3: the standard lines cool as well. Don't forget like the cutlass and the stingray sure, guitars. Sure, that's uh, true. Actually, uh, I'd forgotten that they're they're doing that stuff. The cutlass is banging, and yeah. the um they 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 sent a, a stingray for me to use in in videos for uh for GAC. and it's great. I didn't realize how good it was. I also didn't realize it's a mahogany body. So the stingray is their double humbucker. Um, the guitar. Oh, sorry, They're the different.
1: Stingray guitar. I the thought Stingray I was guitar, like, yeah. yeah I thought stingray basses. Bass. No, no, <laughs> no. The guitar, certainly not. The Stingray not guitar.
3: Her. I wish they hadn't called it that because yeah. the Stingray is such an iconic name for bass. But mm. but yeah, Mahogany <clears> Body, oh, they look great, those Stingray guitars. I kind of miss
1: that Stingray it. bass that I had.
2: I think the level, the the range of people that they've chosen to have signatures is also super interesting. Like having Albert Lee, then yeah. John Petrucci. Yeah. Like they couldn't be more different. Well, even, even back, Saint back to... St. Vincent and then james valentine well and i mean Pop, even back so. to the
0: sort of the earlier ones like steve morse and yeah. uh and um who else had one who had one after steve morse there's someone else um someone else of that it doesn't matter but yeah it's it's a a, a wide range of uh of artists it's cool yeah,
1: yeah if, um, hopefully
2: they'll if just can, have more women if you could well, do it yeah, again absolutely.
3: if you could do it again would you get uh, a double humbucker version of the of the or do you prefer the three mini humbuckers?
2: No, I like the three mini humbuckers, but I, I've played the the double humbucker yeah. one now. But do you use that middle pickup much? No, no. Well,
3: but why wouldn't you? That, like I'd use because the they se- sound rubbish. But no, they but don't. It's, it's the texturally interesting
2: in. for recording, like yeah. having that extra right, okay. thing. The so second I've used bin it, on
3: the on the pickup selector would be the same as like a strat. The you know the top two pickups on a strat, which is the best
0: sound. Yeah, but that's turning uh, two single cores into a, a humbucker as opposed to turning two humbuckers into a quadrubucker. Mm. You know.
1: Maybe. I don't actually know how the so I works. on the, yeah.
0: On
3: the sterling St. Vincent that I've got I
0: just use that.
1: Cause it sounds great. Really? Okay. Yeah. You love out of phase though which yeah, is I weird. love out of phase. It's because you're a big Dire Straits fan. I, That's I it. really, it I really love Green. Dire Straits. He's Talk. so cool. God, unbelievable. Um, some more news um, from Earthquaker Devices. Uh, brand new pedal, the uh, Pyramids Stereo Flanger.
3: Why are they releasing a flanger? This pedal is like 350 yes. pounds. Like, <laughs> of all the modulation effects in the world, um, flanger must have died a death in the last sort of, 20 years more than any other effect. And then Earthquaker come along and they're like, it's not like, oh yeah, here we, we're putting a flanger in our range. They're putting an absolute top tier all singing all dancing
1: 350 pound double foot switch flanger before we get into it um modulation effects rank them top three j cross reverb that's not
0: modulation modulation. delay
1: that's not modulation. and then reverb again that's not
0: modulation (laughs) um modulation effects uh i would say uh i don't really use modulation chorus i quite like chorus if it's if
1: it's uh, tasteful so if you, uh, what I'm saying is basically chorus, flanger, phaser if you had to put those in the top three well the bright in
3: there as well mate uh, I hate
2: all of them what? yeah
3: what? <laughs> yeah. what? I can't use any most what? of my pedal board's made up of modulation yeah, yeah that's the- why
1: none of us like your band <laughs> oh yeah. so we all know that the correct answer is at three chorus chorus two, is good no chorus is the worst no chorus is two two, two flanger and one phaser what? really? Yeah,
2: you- 100% spender? I just hate all of them. No. I don't even
1: want to choose. It's it's clearly vibrato. That wasn't in chorus, the three that I was talking phaser, about. Phaser,
3: like in in that in in that order. Chorus vibrato, the- you should never turn off. Just have vibrato on all the time. No. Chorus, is I the do. Worst. Yeah, I know. That's why your band sounds bad. I used to have phaser
0: on all the time. I used to have a phase ninety on, and it's slowest. See, I quite, like the time. I quite like that. Cool. I quite like that. There's I think that that like psych bands get away with that really it's really really good i've been listening to a lot of wooden ships recently and they do that they just have a have the have like the phaser on all the time but it, I, like, I also just think they put the entire record through a phaser as well <laughs> just at the mastering just, stage yeah, like. Just like,
1: right let's get that let's get that phase 99 out let's just double it up when uh, i was at school there was a rival band to mine and the dude thought he was really cool because he had a digitech GNX or other, <laughs> like one of the first ones. No, sorry, RP-1000 or something, okay. like the very early Digitech stuff. And he That would have been massive, right? He, yeah, it was huge, yeah, like yeah. plastic pedal board. Maybe it was metal, but it had like plastic stuff on it. And he had the Jet Flanger on for the entire, that was their band, like that was his sound. So just like he'd be playing normal chords and it was just going... Whoosh, yeah, that but, sounds great. That's but, like it sounds like wooden <sighs> ships record.
2: My hatred of these is is the reason why my pedal board is so small. Because like, what what do I need for my style of music? Yeah. If I was doing math rock, oh, oh. then yeah, I'd want all these what, wacky what things.
3: I, what, I don't understand why you wouldn't just have one on all the time. <laughs> otherwise you
1: just what would what you sound like the thing is if you were doing math rock you'd have basically no mates and no one would actually like your music <laughs> yeah. so yeah I wouldn't be on yeah. this podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are there, are there any other details uh, about the, the
3: pyramids yeah well yeah the pyramids is is um okay so it's a like a a multi flanger flanger so it it has uh, a ton of modes so you've got like eight presets so it does everything from like a vintage traditional um style flanger um uh to sort of these really like Modern synthy, uh, you, and you can push it really far. You can push the the, the flange itself really far. So it, it it kind of does everything in one. Has a tap tempo.
2: That's interesting.
3: That is interesting. You don't have to use it. You can. Um, it's it's it can be used as a tap. You can control it with the rate, or it has three preset um, sort of slow, normal, and fast as well, which is great. I think it's it was surprisingly usable. I found I find flanger to be too much Um, because a good modulation should be a subtle modulation that's that's where it's used well and that's where people get the wrong idea about modulation is that they 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 overuse it Um, used subtly as in not like the cure it can be a great asset to any sound and this can do that but also do all the weird synthy things i actually think because it's stereo as well i think it's great for
1: keys players it's yeah super psychedelic definitely definitely yeah pedal Good stuff from Earthquaker. Jay Cross, you're a man who loves a bit of signal management. I'm, I'm a huge fan of signal management. <laughs> um, so, you quite
0: often find me down at the uh, down on the train line. Just
1: managing the signals. Managing the signals. Having a great time. (laughs) Well, you'll be pleased to know two brand new signal management pedals from Mesa Boogie: the Head Track and Switch Track. Yes. Which is also ironically about this. Also ironically, what you do down on the train line. I do. Uh, do I head to the track and then I switch the track.
0: You do indeed. Tell us about them. Um, So the Switch Track is a um, (laughs) very industrial-looking A B Y pedal. Um there are such great options on here as uh A or B. Yep. Um or A and B. Sweet. Uh or uh mute. Nice. So um All right, ABY a-
3: pedals are actually quite important. Sure. And and finding a good one is hard. Yeah.
1: So this is a good product. D- it depends all depends on the pricing for me because there are some very good ABY solutions out there from like Layle or Layla Layla, you pronounce yeah. it? Um Orange they yep. probably make the best one. Orange makes some good stuff. I st- I'm still a fan of the Layla... Excuse me, Layla stuff. <laughs> what even. was that? I just bit my tongue. That's how... Enth- <laughs> <laughs> That's how enthusiastic I was about this product. Um. So, but no, in all seriousness, <laughs> this is good.
0: Um. One, one of the things that we used to get asked in the shop all the time was, I just want a cheap amp switcher. What can you recommend? Yeah. And the... Unfortunately... If you get a cheap amp switcher the likelihood is is it will sound bad because what it does is it just splits it but i mean it's not quite as simple as this but what it does is it kind of just splits your signal in half so half your signal goes to one side and half your signal goes to the other side neither of your amps are getting the full level of signal and it just sounds a bit rubbish so um what uh bo- what mess boogie have done which is what all good uh, line selectors and and uh a b y pedal should have is they're buffered yeah so um it's buffered and uh it's gonna send your full signal down a and b if you're using them concurrently. um but what i find really interesting here is it actually also has um it's also got midi um now i don't know i've been able to find out whether you can midi and whether you can switch the midi and the uh and your amps at
1: the same time. I would assume it's only MIDI in, so you're controlling. No, uh, Does it say MIDI in and out? It's MIDI in and through. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense. So yeah, basically you're able to do the switching, so the audio routing that the pedal is providing mm. through a switcher. So you yeah. could potentially have that away from your pedal board or you know in your rack somewhere, and it would still do the switching. Yeah. But you could c- control it with, for example, an ES8 via MIDI. That right. sort of thing. So, um, so what's the difference between the
0: switch track and head track? Well, um, the head track yep. is a head switcher.
1: Ah. Now, a head switcher
0: is is actually far more complicated because, excuse me, obviously one of the things that you need with uh, when using two guitar heads is you need to be keeping uh, a load Yes. Uh, running through uh, both of them. Otherwise, you're just going to end up in a, a world of pain um, when your amps blow up. Um, so uh, this is actually very cool. It's it's really simple. It really is just a case of... Uh, I mean, on the on face value, it's just A or B. But when you look at the back, there's loads going on there. And the reason that there's loads going on there is, as far as I can tell, and I do apologise, I need to do a little bit more digging on it, it looks like you're able to run your effects loop through the head track, okay, which will allow you to run your effects loop through... Both amps, depending on which one you're using at any one time.
1: That sounds cool. It sounds very, very cool. Very cool. So it's providing basically an effects loop for your entire system. Yes. If you're using multiple heads. Yes. Interesting. So you can
0: go in through the front end if you want, but you can also uh, use this to um, put your modulation pedals through both
1: effects loops of both amps. I wonder how that works, because you could... Potentially, Does it show, like, ins and outs on there? Yes. How many ins and outs has it got? Has it got basically an effects loop for both?
0: There appears to be 13...
1: ...connections. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's basically doing effects send and return for both of the amps. Yeah. So that would be at least four jacks yeah. on the back, and then you'd obviously have to have the effects loop for the pedal itself. So, yeah, you'd be using six cables to do that yeah there's a, l- a you- lot going on here interesting Okay. Yeah, yeah. so we kind of before we start recording we we're a bit like oh what is there to talk about about these products like is there anything actually interesting here yeah um, and yeah it turns out actually, it seems like the head track is more a more interesting product than the switch track
0: yeah um, and yeah I've just found a video on it actually I need to watch this later um, have it looks, got, it looks have, very cool
1: have we got pricing uh, no okay good thanks for your help <laughs> Is there Uh, nothing there? uh, I'm looking. Okay, fine. Well, if you find that, let us know. I'll yell. Okay, fine. In in the meantime, we should delve into a big bucket of... Questions. questions. That was strange I I um, so what I think we'll do here is we have some regular uh, questions um, we also have some questions for uh, Mary but we might do that in the patreon let's see how these ones shake out first um, so first up Corey says what's the best way to improve your t- uh, th- sorry the best way to Im- he's telling us he's not this isn't the question the best right. way to improve your tone is practice but sometimes a piece of gear can make a big difference in improving your tone having said that what piece of gear will uh, be it a guitar amp or pedal has had the biggest impact on improving your tone your tone Mary Spender
2: uh, learning to use a compression pedal possibly oh god yeah <laughs> it's probably like the most boring answer I could go for you could say the drinking game title turn of greens <laughs> but um, no compressors for me really so
1: adding a compressor what are you using at the moment in the uh, in the rig
2: I've got the Kong Presser by Orange. Have you ever
3: used anything other than the Kong Presser? Did you use something before?
2: Yeah, like? I used the MXR uh, Custom Comp. Oh,
3: the Custom Comp. Mm. That's a good pedal. Yeah. I like the Custom Comp. Wait, is it's the Custom simple. Comp... Is that different from the Super Comp? Because the Super yeah. Comp was the one that had gain on it as well as...
2: This, uh, uh, it's just a two The Custom on. just had two, yeah. Right.
3: What is the Custom then? Is it just like a fancy version of the Dyna? I
1: think it's just, yeah, different sound right. to the Dyna. Well, Dyna Comp is single control, isn't it? Two two controls is it yeah oh two I'm thinking controls. of microamp
3: yeah you're thinking of the microamp yeah it's just mm. a cool preamp you know flea uses one of those weirdo that's how you summed up uh, fleas whole career weirdo. so wait the compressor's the got a ton of controls on it though, yeah. Right? yeah but it's still an analogue compressor yeah yeah it is um yeah, well, well, yeah, I just—I don't, I don't know, know how you get loads of loads on. of controls on a on like a on a non multi-band compressor. I don't understand that about the compressor. I, I expect to just be able to.
1: Well, I mean, there's there's tons of things you can add to a compre- compressor. You could do attack release. You could do sustain. Uh, you could do makeup gain. You could do ratio. Yeah, there's tons of things that you could have on there. It's just normally, you know, if you see like a rack compressor, there's Hundreds of control, you know, mostly because they're multi-band, but even just single-band compression, there's a lot you can do Mm. with compression because it's it is quite a complicated effect. Although the end result is you know not particularly fancy you know it's not like a stepped phaser or something um there is a lot you can do with compression but actually on guitar pedals they tend to scale it back because guitarists in general don't know how to use compressors which is why the most famous ones things like the dynacomp are so simple yeah, yeah. what do you use a
2: compressor for like how do you I use have it always on right. like really heavy compression <laughs> on my playing just to even everything out
1: it's because your style of playing, I guess, because you're doing a lot of finger picking stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, do like bass lines mm-hmm. um, at the same time as you're doing lead lines. Yeah, yeah. Compressor is super uh, important for that. Very that necessary. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Joey B, what's the piece of gear that's had the be- the most impact on your tone? <laughs> Don't say a
2: compressor. <laughs> a bass. <laughs>
1: um,
3: <clears throat> it's the thing that never comes off my pedal board. But okay, it, it, for for being for being different uh,
2: v- wait so you were going to say compressor as well well,
3: well of course I always say compressor it's my thing <laughs> um, vibrato vibrato that's, um, that's, but you don't that's use vibrato to you do your tone that's
2: I just improved your always, sound
1: actually. oh yeah but I'll always have it on do you actually always have a vibrato on
3: no, not always always right he's
2: just trying to be different but you do you do have a compressor on all the time
3: <laughs> yeah of course and compression compressors are super important i think if you want something that um it, it, if you use it kind of like a preamp i kind of think that's the thing that's the answer to this question from from everyone it should be that thing that you use that make gooder and i think compressors are, are a great solution for that i i really like the philosopher's tone the Z-Vex Philosopher's Tone. I think that's a Zvex Pictronics Philosopher's Tone. I think that a, ZFX, it, um, uh, I think that, um, that pedal is great at giving like a little bit of vintage grit to your to your tone at the same time as doing the job mm. of compression. I think the same of the MXR um, uh, Super Comp. Yep, uh, that, just that gain control on the compressor is really really usable. The MXR Dyna Comp Mini because it has uh, a little like a gain switch that you can use so it just again it makes it like that although I'm really into the petty john filter at the moment yeah um and I've been using that on bass and I think it sounds fantastic the amaratsu um what's wh- what's that company is it rock Gr- F- ground
2: Favis? control ground control
3: ground control audio Amaratsu using that it's it's boost Amaturatsu, pedal yeah. yeah with with the boost off um just warms everything up that's the answer is that cool preamp pedal yeah. it just gives you that that tone thing that you June like She Yeah
0: J-Cross Um mine is a bit m- m- boring to be completely honest with you he
2: More boring than a compressor
0: More boring than a <laughs> compressor when I, when
1: I switched to green Dunlop guitar picks <laughs> when I <laughs> <laughs> when I
0: switched to uh, heavier strings okay. when I went from uh, when I went from using 45-105s to 55 Fifty to one tens. Is that what you use now? Fifty one tens. Uh, no, sorry, not fifty one tens. Uh, fifty to one twenties. Oh, when I went, wait,
3: wait. Yeah, fifty one twenties. But don't you play in like e. Wimpy Pop tuning? Yeah, yeah yeah, e. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it's um, is that those um, balance tension? Those Dario balanced oh, tensions. Oh no, no, I'm not into that. Oh, you're crazy. They're the best bass
1: They're strings. Hundred percent the best bass They strings. sound
0: fantastic.
3: They no.
1: are the. If we're talking about things that have uh, an impact on bass tone. I think that they that is the best thing that you can buy. That particular set. Yeah. They're
0: re- they're really, really good. They sounded fantastic. Um, but when I uh started this new band and I uh went back to playing bass after playing guitar for a year and not really playing bass, uh, I found that they were really difficult to play. So <laughs> I went back to forty five one oh fives, but I am gonna go back to those fifty one tens. Fifty to one twenties. Weirdly,
1: because there's that balanced tension thing going on. I found them easier to play than a set of, like, fif- what's the regular gauge? 50 to 110s. No, 45,
3: 105 is your standard base. Well, it's yeah, sure 45, 105, it's sure, 50, 50 wh- to one ten. heavy gauge would it's be 50, 110, 50 to 110 110s. if yeah. you're only ball, 55, 110.
1: Yeah, I have found that actually the Dodarios feel better to play the f- because there's the the D and G are... Uh, sorry, the A and D are different gauges to what would normally be in that set. So
0: these there it's a 50, a 67, a 90, and a 120. Yeah. Very um, weird. That's
1: a yeah, there's just, really heavy gauge. There's just something about what they do to so you know. overall tension. I don't understand how that doesn't snap the neck. Like, but, I, like use... I was saying, because there's something about that tension. Because some of them are lighter and some of them are heavier yeah, yeah, than a normal yeah, set yeah. of heavy bass strings. Yeah. Um, they're just so good yeah they, they really are they really are so good they, they sound absolutely fantastic can and, I um, mention two things that have affected my tone yeah. one of them we bang on about a lot which is the Jim Dunlop Echoplex preamp which yeah. for me out of all those things actually the Amaterasu does get close but it's less widely available out of all those things that you can just put in a, a signal chain and leave on the Echoplex preamp I think is the best if not it's, it's it's, it's one of the best, if not the yeah, best. You absolutely right. I, that Amaterasu is the first thing that I've heard. Actually, that I kind of went, ah, this might be a bit better than the Echoplex preamp." But obviously, they're kind of limited distribution. You can't just walk into a guitar shop and, and buy one of those. Um, the Dunlop Echoplex for a pedal that's widely available is not ridiculous money. Um, it, I think it's something that everyone should buy, as well as a you know compressor. If you're if that's the basis of your sound, I think you would do even better. By having a decent preamp in there as well, and the Echoplex pre, I think is the best one. And the other thing I wanted to mention is legitimately Jim Dunlop Green guitar yeah. picks because they are the best guitar pick. And for years, no, I didn't use them. Like when I was first starting to play guitar, then I switched to them, and now I cannot play anything else. I have and four in my pocket. I know right now. we laugh when Matt says, "Oh, because he plays the what chicken picks? Yeah. Is that Ch- what they're called?" He has a three and a half mil, four which, mil, yeah, which are like super heavy and cost like I don't know fifty quid a go or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um no they're not that much but they are about I a think 10 or like, a guy I think yeah 8 or 9 quid um, i think for me i don't think you need to spend that much on picks but i, I cannot stress how much better i sound when i'm using the green dunlop Tortex well
2: I'll go the other route my tone improved when I started using like playing fingerstyle
1: absolutely yeah uh, th- that's totally dependent on the kind of music I think that you, uh, you play. exactly yes. I, I can't would struggle very much to do what I do with playing uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fingers it would be uh, yeah. Yeah, problematic there are punk bass players who can do it I just yeah I can't do it I need here's this, a question so, Tortex would, screens. You, would you need the
0: compressor if you were using a plectrum that's my favourite compressor Green uh, Jim, A 50p yeah, green yeah. Jim Dunlop
2: Well I probably wouldn't be playing The kind of stuff that I'm playing I wouldn't be able to yeah. With a pick So So I know I wouldn't need the compressor <laughs> 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 But I wouldn't be doing what I do um, Jeremy says Any tips for cleaning a maple
1: fretboard I heard that oil isn't good for the maple J Cross, yeah. Just some good old bloody elbow grease mate just get in there just get a cloth and wring, just squeeze out your elbow that's and use right, some yeah. of that. Yeah,
0: yeah. rub your elbow on your fret, fretboard just you don't you don't need to it's, I don't think the lemon oil is bad for ro- for maple it's, it's just not gonna do it's just it's not, just not gonna do anything it doesn't do anything because anything, the yeah. whole point of what lemon oil does is it it conditions the fingerboard and yeah. the fingerboard in a rosewood board or like palferro is open grain yeah. so you need to be able to like get in there and condition it and uh, hydrate it but with a maple board usually they're lacquered over the top and it's a harder wood it's you know it's it's uh less porous yeah less yeah yeah fewer fewer porous, fewer porous. um and uh yeah you just need to get a just get a good guitar cloth a lint-free cloth and uh just give it a good I'd, old scrub
2: a, a toothbrush as well and just a some toothbrush. water that's a good way if it's really gnarly yes then use a toothbrush I, your
0: partner's though not yours yeah. Yeah, just yeah, yeah someone else's toothbrush. Yeah, someone yeah. else's toothbrush yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, this is definitely not the best advice but I used to use a Stanley blade to clean maple fretboards what <laughs> what earth were you doing um, that your fingerboards were getting that grubby they
3: a lacquered it,
1: maple board ex- yes exactly right, that okay. so after a this is what I used to do after a your long tour idiot. Um, there'd be like quite a lot of grime on it because I'm, I'm quite a sweaty bass player Very and sweaty uh, man uh, I'm not yeah okay fine um, and obviously you know like doing half, half an hour of punk thrashing around um, <laughs> would lead to the fretboard quite sweaty so after a tour there would often be times when yeah just basically a Stanley Blade very low profile towards the board and just scrape off the stuff that's part one part two is some um wire wool state like uh oh, for cleaning wool? stuff don't then listen to this because please. um I would use that for the frets and again wouldn't recommend it if you don't know what you're doing because you can go quite badly wrong but yeah cleaning the frets with that and then uh, the polish mm-hmm. that I always bang on about um, which I uh, highly recommend Music Nomad uh, I guitar polish say, yeah. is really good because you can, if you've got a maple board you can do the body with that and you can do the neck with that wait do you uh, use that as well the, I use the music, music Nomad, Nomad? Yeah. it's the best Ooh. guitar polish mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if they're in more UK stores now because for years you couldn't get it I think they've got a distributor in the UK now and I think you can... I don't know how many stores it's in.
2: The distributor is also the UK manager of Vigier Guitars. Well, there we go.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. High-tech distribution. What yeah. is the board on your green Vigier? Is that Rosewood? Rosewood, yeah. Yeah. Music Nomad products. We talked about it before. Yeah, super high quality. Yeah, it's the best one. It's worth the, the investment. Yeah, uh, I think we've told the story. The guy who invented it basically worked in the car polish industry for years but he was a guitar player and he was like all guitar polishes are rubbish why don't I just do guitars, yeah. well they're just not very good like they don't clean mm-hmm. guitars very well um, generally because I think they are they're usually like accessories companies who do a load of stuff like Jim Dunlop Fender do a guitar polish which is Gibson not, do not one, fantastic uh, Gibson do one but I think they're just buying it from China or something and then going yeah it's this is our polish. Whereas this guy approached it from a t- totally different angle and went, "I know a lot about polish. I happen to be a guitar player. I am going to use my polish knowledge uh, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to do this for uh, for guitars." And it is the best polish, absolutely. And yeah. y- if you've got a maple board, you can use the uh, I think it's called the one that is the their like guitar polish. It's like an all-in-one system. You can use that on the neck as well.
2: Do you know? I did use while on tour though, and I just needed like quick whites for those Ernie Ball. Like oh, ready, made yeah. wet wipes, wet wipes. Yeah. For, for touring and stuff. For touring, yeah, so useful. Yeah. But if you're really going to do a deep clean, then music. Nomad. Yeah,
1: I guess if you're flying as well, you probably can't fly with uh, the bottled mm. stuff. So yeah, those things are. Probably I used cool to for use that. teak oil. Okay, <laughs> like, actual... <laughs> like furniture polish. Yeah, Let's
2: terrible move on. idea.
3: Ter- it was a <laughs> yeah. terrible idea, and I think I think it went out of date at some point. And I used to put it on before I played shows. I don't know. I thought it made me play faster I think
1: at the time <laughs> you're just covering your hands in it yeah just, and I think it went out into of and of just ended coal. up
3: being I remember playing a show where it was just just really really sticky oh that it. sounds horrible yeah, it was awful
1: I really really wanted when I first got into working in guitar shops the thing that we would recommend to everyone was a thing called boogie juice uh, for Rosa boards which used to come in basically a um, like a marker pen tube and you it would like come out the end of the marker pen like it had like a you know, like a felt tip end, it had that, but instead of felt tip coming through it, it was basically like a lem oil type thing. That's
0: very weird. It was
1: cool, it was a really cool product. And I think it was just made by like some bloke in his garage who was, because it had like, it didn't have any proper branding on it, it had just like a sticky label that said boogie juice. <laughs> so I want to find out what happened to that guy, and I want to find out if we can get boogie juice back into, uh, into production because it was a cool thing. Um, with that, we should wrap up this podcast but of course, we're going to go and do more over on our Patreon episode. I think the plan is we've got a ton of questions for Mary um, so we're going to answer those over on the Patreon episode which you can hear at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're from as little as $1 a month. You can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the uh, extra episode where we'll be doing questions for Mary this week and $10 a month gets your name read out on the regular episode by Joe Branton I think Mary should do it I was about to say normally I, by Joe Branton I always
2: suck at this though
1: so you've got the challenge is you've got to do all the names in one breath while we do the uh, a little bit of backing music Can do you think you can do this
2: I I accept the challenge, but yeah, I, I, it's unlikely.
1: Okay, fine. Joe Branson, do you want oh to lead the uh, lead the music this week? Do I
2: have to do all that, the Their full name?
1: Yes, you have to do the oh full my name. God. And there's what something like thirty five names now. Maybe there's more than yeah, that. Yeah, this has definitely names. gone up. Since yeah, so some serious. something like that. So uh, that is the challenge. You got one breath to do it. We've got to pick Joe's going to Joe's going to sing a song in.
0: Uh,
3: 14. Five, seven.
1: Four,
2: nine if or something I, wait, wait, Never four wait, I have to do a disclaimer Because if I pronounce any of these names wrong oh, I'm really sorry I deliberately if, if he,
3: pronounce them wrong He does it wrong week. week I hate these people <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right So Joe Branson Strike okay. up the band Mary, take a deep breath okay. And uh, prepare to read the names <te minorities> You've got to be quieter than
2: Okay Brian McDermott, Robert Cousins, Rob Gruel, Nate Nagel, Tucker Amadon Ernie Cooper, Emerald, James Baker, Ramos, Noah, Matt Robert Dave Lee, Derek Matt. Oh, I took a breath. Okay. <laughs> 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 I sucked. I went too slow. Keep going. Matt Davis, Aaron Shaman. Keep the music up. Uh, Jake Gray, Blake Weiland, Christopher Lozeth, Juan Korea, Scott Kennedy, Robin Smith, Robin North. This is taking too long. Rob Grant, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Carlos Manchester, Steve. Michael Blair Tom's, Mark Cross Brad Page Short Yes J D. Short Andy Mackenzie Laureate uh, Paul and Will Scott Phil <laughs> Colin Okay That was the most anxious I've ever been in my life And
3: back
1: <laughs> Listeners is why you should be aware of just quite what a feat it is
2: yes you're quite. so talented it is anyway, quite
1: amazing that the bad physical condition that you're in each <laughs> week you do manage to do it in one breath <laughs> the and music no that else, you
2: were doing underneath that just made it so no one else <laughs> has managed it we
1: need to get more guests on to see if they can take on the challenge of, uh, of I doing... think
2: you need to give them the names in advance sure like, you can have a practice I could come up with a song for that yeah yeah, whatever.
1: yeah sure yeah. sure yeah. you could if you want to um, get involved in the conversation, <laughs> at facebook.com forward slash uh, groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. You can also go to Twitter and Instagram at guitar nerds. And you can uh, watch some YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Mary, where can people find out more about you and see your stuff on that internet?
2: Uh, YouTube, just type in Mary Spender and then maryspender.com, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that malarkey.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. I uh, rerouted markpackham.com the other day, which is a domain that I own. uh, It now just goes to my Twitter before it went to a university project. I
3: own some good ones. I went on a buying spree some time ago. Okay. No, that's it. I I don't want to tell people what they
2: are. I own bigspenderrecords.com.
1: Big Spender
2: Records. I'm really
3: annoyed at that pedal company. What brand tone? Mm. They've yeah. got your
1: domain down. They've got it. Yeah, that's really that's, good. That's a shame. It.
0: Um, if I remember correctly, uh, Jcross dot com is owned by some like uh, like management consultant. But Mark, could you have like? But Jay. he's dead now. Could so. you have? He's dead. Yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Mm, did you have something to do with that? I didn't have anything to do with it. Okay, no. there, there can only be one. He, only... he would
2: have sorted out the domain first. Yeah, yeah, off. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, excuse me, mate. Can I have your domain? No, uh, yeah, I, I, he. Really weirdly, like he used to, because I follow um, a load of like economists and stuff. You on, follow like, everyone on called J Cross? No, on no, I definitely <laughs> don't do that. But I follow a load of like economists on Twitter and stuff. And when he died, like a bunch of people that I like really like
1: were tweeting like oh RIPJ RIPJ Cross Kross. and I was like what is happening? <laughs> With that, we should kill this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will speak to you next week. Cheers, gang. Oh, bye bye.
2: Bye.